0: We're back. How's it going everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host Alex Nicolau and in this week's episode we will be breaking down and talking about each and every Eternal so you guys can get a better understanding of the characters before you go and watch the movie. After that we will be breaking down the brand new trailer for Morbius that we received earlier this week because there are so many hidden easter eggs and just so many like like so much going on throughout the trailer that we just got to talk about it. But before we get started, make sure you guys go ahead and follow the Hawksense Twitter account at Hawksense13. And since it is the opening night for Eternals, tweet me and let me know what you guys think of the movie. But without further ado, let's get started. So the Eternals made their comic debut in July of 1976 in their own comic book, The Eternals. Now the Marvel Studios iteration is only giving us 10 of the Eternals, but there are more than 25 Eternals in total. Being Kronos, Mentor, Zurus, Icarus, Uranus... Arlok, Thena, Cersei, Makari, The Forgotten One, Kingo, Sprite, Cybel, Fastos, Corphos, Interloper, Ajax, Domo, Valkin, Druig, Agenar, Zarin, Delphon Brothers, Sigmar, Viracco, and Vampiro. So now that you guys don't have that memorized, who are the Eternals? Where did they come from? So a million years ago, the Celestials came down to Earth to experiment on the human race. They accelerated the evolution of a few subjects, giving them the potential to mentally control small amounts of cosmic energy. These people became the Eternals, a nearly immortal race of people who possessed superhuman powers. Subsequent experiments led to the creation of a Deviants who later vied for power with the Eternals. Reading all this stuff back about the Eternals, it's honestly kind of scary, because I'm a fan, it's cool to me, like I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But I'm not sure how, like, casual moviegoers or... Uh, anybody else is just going to see the movie or just like newer MCU fans are going to like take the movie. I don't know if they're going to like it. Uh, it's, you know what it is? It's such a brand new concept. We've never seen this stuff in like animation, even like this stuff is ripped straight from the comics and put into a huge big budget film. So I'm very nervous for it, but hopefully everything will turn. All right. Uh, I hope it will. I really do think uh, I'm just kind of nervous, but um Let's get into the characters, their abilities, and the actors who play them. The first Eternal we have here is Icarus, who is being played by Richard Madden. He is the tactical leader in the most powerful Eternal and takes pride in keeping the other Eternals safe. He is morally kind and charismatic, and he has the power of incredible strength, flight, and the ability to project beams of intense cosmic energy from his eyes. Then we have Thena, who is being played by Angelina Jolie. She is a fierce warrior, and she is more comfortable in the battlefield than any other place. She has the ability to use cosmic energy to form any handheld weapon she can think of. Next we have Makari who is being played by Lauren Ridloff. She is the fastest woman in the universe and uses her cosmically powered super speed to scout planets for the Eternals and as the only deaf eternal, the sonic boom that accompanies her cosmic running never affects her. Next is Faustos who is being played by Brian Tyree Henry is blessed with the power of invention. He's able to create whatever he wants and whatever he can imagine if he has enough raw material at his disposal. Over centuries, he has helped nudge humanity forward technologically while always keeping his brilliance hidden. Then we have Cersei, who is being played by Gemma Chan, and she is the Eternal with the affinity for humanity. She has the ability to manipulate matter, changing the makeup of any non-sentient material she touches. She has also been in love with Icarus for centuries. How sweet. Next we have Gilgamesh who is being played by Don Lee and he is also my favorite Eternal. He is the strongest but kindest member of the Eternals and he is capable of projecting a powerful exoskeleton of cosmic energy. He also is a fierce warrior who has become legendary for his fights with Deviants throughout history. Then there is Ajak who is being played by Salma Hayek and she is the spiritual leader of the Eternals. Her wisdom has helped guide the team since they arrived here from their home planet to defend humanity. Ajay can not only heal humans and Eternals alike, but she is able to communicate with the Celestials as well. Then we have Kingo who is being played by Kumail Nanjiani, and he is my second favorite Eternal, but he is the Eternal with the power to project cosmic energy projectiles with his hands. Over the century he has become enamored with the idea of fame, and so in present day he is a famous Bollywood star. Next, we have Druig, who is being played by Barry Kogan, and he is a little bit different from the other Eternals. He can use cosmic energy to control the minds of men, but he has also become withdrawn from the other Eternals because he disagrees with how they've interacted with mankind over the centuries. And finally, we have Sprite, who is being played by Leah McHugh. Now, Mysterio is so jealous of Sprite because she can cast lifelike illusions without using drones. But her friendship with Cersei hides a world-weary sadness because she's been treated like a child by humanity for centuries, but Sprite is so much stronger and cleverer than she appears. But just because we're out of Eternals doesn't mean there aren't any other characters. We have the Black Knight who is being played by Kit Harrington. Now, there are many iterations of the character Black Knight, but the one that Kit Harrington will be portraying is Dane Whitman. Now, Dane was unaware that his uncle had been the villainous Black Knight until finding his notes and inventions. Eventually, he came upon the Ebony Blade, passing its test, Sir Percival explained the history of the Blade and its curse. Taking the weapon, Dane decided to be a hero, joining the Masters of Evil, just as his uncle did, but with the intent of infiltrating them from within. This he did to aid the Avengers, but they did not trust him until he later assisted them against Kang the Conqueror. Now, I may be missing something, but I don't fully understand why this character is being implemented in the Eternals movie, but hopefully it'll make sense at the end of the movie. And then we have the enemies of the Eternals, the Deviants, who are a monstrous race of near-immortal beings genetically engineered by the Celestials and are the historical enemies of the Eternals, and technically, their racial cousins. Now, of course, the Deviants have to have a leader, so to speak, and that leader being Crow. Now, unlike any of the other members of the Deviants, he is basically immortal and has lived for more than 20,000 years. Crow has concealed his longevity by pretending to be of his own descendants. Now, he has the abilities of superhuman strength, mental control over his body, giving him virtual immortality, the power to heal from severe injuries and limited shape-shifting abilities. And finally, we have the people who created both the Eternals and the Deviants, the Celestials. Now, the Celestials are a race of virtually immortal space gods whose conscious minds gestuate in the form of living galaxies for more than a million years. Once the Celestial is deemed worthy, this mind is encased in a full suit of virtually indestructible body armor that is far larger on the inside than it appears to be on the outside. Each Celestial appears to have their own specific purpose. Barely a dozen and a half are known by their names and functions, but many more are believed to exist. For reasons of their own, the Celestials travel throughout the universe performing genetic experiments. They then return a million years later to judge the results of their experiments. If the world is judged favorably, it is allowed to continue. If not, it is cleansed of life. So with all these characters involved, what is the main story of the Eternals? Now from what I heard, the story goes as the Deviants are coming back, and it's up to the Eternals to destroy them before the Celestial comes back and judges the universe. Now, I haven't read an Eternals comic in quite some time now. Wow, it's been like maybe like 20, 2015 20, maybe. Uh wow. But uh, refreshing my memory for the podcast and like actually doing my research recently, uh it's 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 kind of got me excited for the movie and I hope it's got you guys excited too. I'm filming this on November 3rd, which is a Wednesday, and I always go to early showings for the movies, so I will be going to see it tomorrow, which is November 4th, a Thursday, and I'm very excited. But if you guys remember last week, the critic reviews for The Eternals came out and it was rated a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and was cast as the worst MCU movie of all time. But I'm on Twitter right now and I knew this was going to happen. You cannot trust critic reviewers, especially people like Rotten Tomatoes, man. They got they got dogs over there watching their movies. Uh, But uh, here's a tweet. Surprise, surprise. People are actually liking Eternals. Critics like Rotten Tomatoes can say whatever they want. Go see it for yourself and decide. I loved it. Another one. Audience, we're going crazy for the Eternals, especially the two post-credit scenes. Okay, there's two post-credit scenes. I know of one. I got it spoiled for me, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. We will, we will be talking about it, definitely, uh, in the next episode, which is my review on the Eternals. I'm sorry. I know we're doing back-to-back. I'll try to make them more interesting, like this one, um, including a little bit more Morbius because we got that, so, just so you guys don't get bored of just Eternals, in case you guys actually don't like the movie at all, I think it's gonna be great, I really do, and, uh, you cannot trust, like, Rotten Tomatoes, I would trust IMDB a little bit, but you cannot trust, like, Rotten Tomatoes whatsoever, like, not at all, so that's all the Eternals talk we will be doing in today's episode, but now, guys, let's talk about this freaking Morbius trailer, dude, what is going on right now, I, like, First off, if you haven't seen the trailer, i definitely watch it. It's It looks amazing. I really do think they're going to do a great job with this movie. They look like, I mean, they have the time. You know, the first trailer was released early 2020, like January what, 19th or something. So it feels like 2019. But, oh my god. There's like, okay, here's what we got. So we already know that Michael Keaton's vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming will be in the movie. But we still have that graffiti of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suit. And it has Murderer on it, but obviously that probably is a link to Tom Holland's Spider-Man murdering Mysterio, but it's still Toby Maguire's suit. Then we got something new, uh, we have the Oscorp logo from the Amazing Spider-Man series on a different building, it's not the same building, but it's the same logo, and then we have the Daily Bugle, which is the same from Venom, and that is also the same from the Tobey Maguire movies. And on one of the newspapers, it says, Rhino on the Loose, Zoo Hoax, Fools Us All. I don't know if that's, like, a reference to the character, the villain, Rhino. And then it also says, Black Cat, Friend or Foe. (laughs) You're getting, like, my initial reaction of just, like, confusion. Because I have no idea what's going on. Also, there was a Venom reference at the end of the trailer, uh when he's meeting somebody i don't know who it was he goes who are you and he goes i am venom and he goes i'm just kidding i'm dr michael morbius at your service like it's it's so confusing because we like it's the one time you can ask me about like a spider-man thing and i will have no idea what's going on i'm not sure if it's because the movies are now out of order uh, I don't know because I believe we were supposed to be getting before the pandemic. It was supposed to be Morbius Venom, and no, was it Morbius Venom then? Uh, Spider Man No Way Home, or was it Morbius Spider Man No Way Home than Venom? I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, I don't know if that has to do with anything because now we have Venom. Now we're getting Spider Man in what like forty four days now. Oh my God. Uh, and then we're getting Morbius at the end of January. I don't know if that has to do with anything. But you know what? Let's not let's not talk about that because it's just confusing me. Let's talk about the trailer. It looks great. Uh, Jared Leto seems to be very passionate about this character. And I really do respect him for that. Because like I said in the last podcast, he's kind of an unknown Spider-Man villain. So for him to be taking up the mantle of a character like that and enjoying it and respecting it and being passionate about it, it kind of means a lot. Even though I do think they're just using this as an origin film to set up something greater in the Sony universe of Spider-Man villains or whatever they're calling it nowadays. Uh, I'm still going to enjoy it. I know it's probably going to be like an average origin movie, but I'm still going to enjoy it. And the VFX, oh my god dude, Morbius looks absolutely insane in the trailer and I really can't wait to just see him just like be Morbius on the screen. It's going to look great. But we also do have some Spider-Man No Way Home news that we can talk about. Uh, This literally just came out, like, every single time I film a podcast recently, there's been, like, breaking news or breaking leaks, but, uh, let's talk about it. So, before I talk about this, take everything I say with a grain of salt, please, these are all leaks, it's alleged, so, allegedly, a new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home will be coming out on November 15th. It kind of makes sense. It's almost a month away from the film. And I don't know. I I do think if they release a second trailer, they're not going to release anything more. They might release a few TV spots with a few maybe different scenes. But uh, in the trailer, supposedly at the end, we will be seeing all three Spider-Man. I think that's very unlikely. I'm not sure, though. Literally, the secret is the worst kept secret of any Marvel movie of all time. We know that all three Spider-Man are in it. Last week, uh, I think right after um, I, I uploaded the last podcast, we had some um, leaks of some suits. We did have the green goblin suit leak that I'm looking at right now. I'm sorry. Uh, it looks great. Uh, I'm excited for it. I, I, I like the more purplish kind of look. I love the satchel. I love kind of like the broken tech look. The goggles, I don't know. I don't know about the goggles. I really do want like a goblin face but I think he's going to be getting a purple hood as well. But then we have probably the, like the, the stupidest person on earth. <laughs> Whoever took this photo is hundred percent getting fired. It's a hundred percent like legit photo of all three Spider-Man suits in early production on the set of Spider-Man no way home. You see it's early production because in Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit, you can still see the black stripes that are on his belt, but it's a blurry picture, but there is a high-res 4K picture of the suits side-by-side. And Tobey Maguire's suit looks basically identical to what he wore in his Spider-Man trilogy. And Andrew Garfield's looks identical from what he wore in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, I just, like, I don't know, man. Fire them. <laughs> like, how, how do you do that? I mean, it's it's iconic. I get it. It is iconic. But can't you wait... You know the secret. You you can't wait. You go and work there and you see these people working together in their suits all day. And you had to take a picture. Like, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the Spider-Man community. I really just don't know what's going on though. But I, I I really don't know. I really don't know. But allegedly we'll be getting a trailer November 15th. And allegedly it is supposed to appear all 3 Spider-Man. But I think that about does it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys have any questions or suggestions for me, you can tweet me or DM me at Hawksense13, no hyphen. And of course, if you have any questions about Red Hawk Media and maybe want to get involved, you can contact Patrick Johnson at patmjohn at iu.edu. You can also contact the president of Red Hawk Media, Cicely Porter, at ci. Porter at iu.edu and you can also contact me the program director of red hawk media alex nicolau at alex N-I-C-O, at iu.edu once again guys thank you guys so much for listening i'll see you guys next week bye